and welcome to Jagbags, a discussion of all things pop culture. I'm Mike Byer. And I'm Len Foote. And welcome to the program. You're listening live from the home studios in Woodridge, Illinois, where tonight's crowd is questioning, not questioning the uh, enthusiasm, but questioning the topic for tonight's podcast, because the topic is Western movies. Western movies. We had... um the friend of the factory and movie critic Morgan Geyer on for a really good podcast about war movies. And tonight we're going to talk Western uh, movies, which really became popular a long, long time ago. And you don't see as many of them now, though they, they've made a bit of a, a comeback. Um, and I don't think they'll ever go out of style, but we're, uh, but you see far less of them. They're, I mean, Literally, like 50, 60 years ago, like every other movie, it felt like it was a Western. And it was because of the Western that major stars like John Wayne and then Clint Eastwood became uh, you know, household names. So we're going to talk about the Western and why it or why it appealed to and yet may appeal to movie audiences. Uh, we're going to go through some of our favorites, some of the all-time favorites. I'm going to name 10 Westerns that I think Len and really everyone should see. Cause I just think they're, I think they have aged well. Um, and they range from the eighties going all the way back to, um, I think the first one is in the thirties. So, but, uh, so I'll do that. Len will list some of the Westerns that he's seen. The five Westerns I've seen. And we'll, <laughs> we'll talk about those because he's seen some really good ones or ones that I really like. And then we'll, and then we'll just talk about it. Um, we'll just talk about the form uh, overall, because I think, I think they're interesting. Um Jeff Bridges had a really good take and Jeff Bridges has been in more than a few Westerns and um, he said he two Westerns with Jeff Bridges in them. Which ones have you seen? True Grit and Hell in High Water. Yeah. True Grit also had um, on uh, that was on uh, Netflix with Matt Damon and Haley Stein Steinfeld. Yeah. But he's been he was in Heaven's Gate <laughs> as well. Have you seen Heaven's Gate? No, I haven't. I'm so I'm kind of well, I'm kind of afraid. Because it was when I came out it was a bomb. Total bomb. But then people said, "No, you need to see the director's cut." It it might work better today because you know maybe people thought it was just way too long and mm. but that would work in no, i think it was too short back then because they cut too much mm. where it didn't make sense oh that i see um yeah michael uh Cimino, yeah um directed that but he 
Jeff Bridges says Westerns are his favorite because he says the, the morality is always loose, you know, because the, because the territory is lawless. And so um, people kind of like can make, they can make their own stands. And so the conflicts are not always so black and white, even though you have, you know, the, the sheriff, there's always the sheriff, there's always the lawman. And there's always the the quote unquote villain, but it's a real chance to kind of explore. You'd think it's like really good, you know, good versus evil, black versus white, <laughs> damsel in distress. But the best ones, you know, can really play with that and, um, you know, exaggerate or comment on those types of tropes and those roles. And we'll talk about a lot of that. Um. Uh, in uh, tonight's pod, um, and uh, and I, I, I sent you Len a kind of a uh things found in every Western movie, right. and those are cowboys, <laughs> bad guys, like you know the criminals or the outlaws, the lawlessness which we talked about, sheriffs. Uh, Native Americans, mm-hmm. Western settlers or pioneers, just people who are out there and it's difficult conditions. Uh, references to the American Civil War. I was like, nah, maybe. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that's in every movie. No, I don't either. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one is, although there are more than a few. Um, and then the last one is descriptions of wilderness or those vast landscapes. And we'll get into that because a lot of, yeah, you, <laughs> you see a lot you, of those. You Western totally movies. think about landscapes with Westerns, which in is ten, why I think so many directors were drawn to doing them because you know, it's going to look good. It's going to look good. Yeah. Tar- Tarantino, when he did uh, the hateful eight and Django unchained. <laughs> so, you know, Tarantino's a big fan of westerns. He's got those big, um, you know, big wilderness shots. Um, you know, the, and and he and he shot it on that filmed in cinema scope, so you feel like you're actually there. Um, on the uh, <clears throat> out in the great wide open. Let's start with Tarantino, because you've seen because he's made two movies that could be considered westerns mm-hmm. one is the hateful eight i've i really liked one and i really did not like the other <laughs> right me too so let's talk about so that the movies are django unchained and um the hateful eight let's start with django unchained mm-hmm which I really liked, even though it's. Does like, it feel like a western? No. I mean, it's on the it's on the frontier, and it's it's civil war. Mm-hmm. It's more maybe more a civil war movie. Yeah, that's um, what it feels like to me. But, but it's I, got, I think it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Um, especially Samuel L. Jackson, his oh. character is very mm-hmm. treacherous. Yep. Um. The acting's superb in that. DiCaprio, yeah, everybody. Everybody. Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And 
uh, and it's brutal. The brutality is just, but it never, I don't know, you know, every Tarantino movie. I mean, that's his thing is the violence and uh, these crazy situations. Mm -hmm. Um, And mostly I think he gets away with it. Um, And I I, I thought he got away with it in Django Unchained. Um, I think that it falls in like the, I would call it like maybe the middle of Tarantino's, uh, you know, list of movies. I'd say it's about halfway there. And I liked it. Um, I think think Django's great and the violence is cathartic, which is better than just being there. Right. Just have some violence in it. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, and the villainous performances in Samuel L. Jackson and DiCaprio, yeah, are terrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Hateful Eight, which I think could be Tarantino's worst movie. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, it's just it's that's down. A, that's one. It's just nonstop violence. Yeah, and it's like for there, that's like for no reason. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's much to that movie. No, they're yeah. stuck in a cabin beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Um, I don't, I didn't understand the point of it. <clears throat> I didn't think anyone was particularly worth rooting for or any stakes. I don't remember. And I don't think I, I saw it not that long ago either, but it doesn't, all I remember is all right, this is just, Brutal for no reason. For no reason. Yeah, I, I, I'm tired of watching Jennifer Jason Lee get punched in the face. Uh-huh. So this is not enjoyable at all. I really don't care <laughs> at yeah. all yep. what happens to these people. And, um, you know, that's a true, much more of a true Western than, than Django Unchained. Yeah, it feels more. Yeah. Sometimes you... And and I want to say about Django Unchained is that Django, the reason I think of it as a Western is because Django was a, uh, the name of a lot of movies that were indeed Westerns, and they were in the 60s. And a lot of those were what are called spaghetti Westerns. And you may ask, well, what are spaghetti westerns? And um, the westerns, the western movies of like the 40s and the 50s were really admired by um, a lot of uh, Italian filmmakers. And so the spaghetti western is basically, it's a bunch of western movies, mostly in the 60s, but they were made in Europe. They were produced in Europe. And if you look at them, they're like dubbed. And the most famous, um, the most famous spaghetti Western director is Sergio Leone. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, was an Italian. So it's kind of got Italian uh, sensibilities, but Sergio Leone directed uh, uh, a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and then the good, the bad and the ugly. And those are the movies that really made Clint Eastwood a star. 
Yeah. So if you watch those, and I recommend the best is the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's got Lee yeah, that's Van Cleef. The famous one. That's the famous one. But a fistful of dollars and for a few dollars more are also really good. And so talk about violence. Does he like does Eastwood like not barely talk in these? Yeah. He's he he's ba- his character is called the man with no name. Uh-huh. And so he kind of and the, the music is Ennio Morricone, who Tarantino used, I believe, for The Hateful Eight. Yeah, I think so. And so his score is very distinctive. It's got... Um, well, you could still... I could whistle The Good, Bad, and The Ugly, and I've never seen the movie. Yeah. It's it, so famous. Everyone knows the... Um, everyone knows those, uh, those themes, or the, that, that music. Um, so, um, and so basically a lot of times spaghetti Westerns, cause there's a lot of them. They're not just the Sergio Leone kind of trio. And he also did once upon a time in the West, which is really long. Pretty... Exactly. Everything you're saying, I'm just thinking of my, what I've heard about it. And epic was the word I heard about that one. It is long. It is slow. It's very European. And you, you've seen it? Um, Once Upon a Time in the West? Yeah. Yeah. I, but not, I, one of your, not one of your favorites? I think it's too slow. But it's interesting. I think Did it's you Tragedy of Macbeth during it? Is that why? I can't say that I... Actually, I think I did fall asleep in the middle. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in the West. It's really, it's really long. It's really long. And Henry Fonda plays like the, the stone killer in it. He's the... Uh, super bad guy wow. which, which is interesting but it doesn't work <laughs> henry fonda's too well, yeah because he's usually the good guy in his movies right yeah and so he's just too much of a good guy mm-hmm. and so they you know here he comes and it's just henry fonda like well i'm gonna kill you and it's it's mm-hmm. not working jason robards and he's really good but django was like made up for a uh, was the name of like a series of kind of like on the cheap type of western. So there was Django and then Kill. Yeah, and some of those movies got really um, crazy. There's one that's called Kill Django Kill. That is probably the most insane movie I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Talk about LSD. <laughs> Wow. When you watch that. Well, maybe Nicolas Cage will remake it. I mean, good God. Um, but Spaghetti Westerns pretty much were made in between 64 and 78. And they were filmed mostly in Spain. And so, so it's kind of interesting, the kind of the, the locations. Some, sometimes they were in Italy um itself and um you know a lot of other movies that uh are really good are uh the girl of the west is really good um and um there's uh there's also a gunfight at high noon also really good so but the the main ones are oh and a pistol for Ringo come on 
Whoa, I never yeah. heard of that one. Really good. So how is Ringo in it? He's not in it, sadly. No. Um, hmm. So, um, so he's, it's all about him, but off screen. Correct. Gotcha. But uh, start with, and we'll get into 10 movies that I think that um, uh, everyone should see. I would say start with, you know, fistful of dollars, few dollars more, and then the good, the bad, and the ugly. And if you don't want to sit through all three, do the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, it's fine on its own. And it's, it's the movie that, that really like, you know, that everyone was like, Oh my God, Clint Eastwood, he's the guy. And Clint Eastwood went on to make a bunch of Westerns, which, which, which we'll get to after that. Maybe Culminate, I'll watch, uh, good, bad and ugly because I'm binging silver spoons for the fifth time. So, so that's like watching silver spoons. <laughs> kind of on the same level yeah uh but eastwood's made a lot of westerns there's the outlaw josie wales mm -hmm. there's uh hang em high um just to those are i think those are his two best pale rider um that was later that was like 80s right yeah pale rider is very good mm -hmm. and then his most famous is of course unforgiven and I think that was the first to kind of where he basically, I'm like, I'm an old man. Um, yeah. You know, I'm too old and there's, and there's new people that are, and Eastwood was really kind of like coming into his own as a director. I think that one, that one best picture, didn't it? Unforgiven. Maybe I think so. But Hackman's great in it. Um, the guy who plays the young killer, I'm trying to think of his name. He was really good. He's like the young, uh, um, the young gunslinger. He was terrific. Um, and uh, did you I like Unforgiven? I don't think he did anything after that. No, I don't think so either. No, I, I remember liking Unforgiven a lot, but I don't think I've seen it probably since it came out. Oh, so you like saw it in the uh, in the movie theater? Yeah, I think so. Like thirty years ago, thirty-one wow. years ago. Wow. Yep. And um, and at the time, uh, and have you? And so you haven't really like been like, oh, I wanna, you know, you haven't you haven't had the um need to see it again. Nowadays, I don't watch movies. I don't usually watch movies again. Right, there's so much to watch. So it would take a takes a lot for me to go. I'm gonna watch something else again because there's eight billion other things I haven't seen. It's so true. Yeah, the guy who played the kid, his name is James Wolvet. He was great, and I, I think, think that he was, was it. Anything else? I think you're right. Oh, I guess he, he's in some movies I've heard of. He was in Dead Presidents. Hmm. And then he was in Rosewood. And then every movie after that, I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> he stopped in 2008. As far as movies go. And yeah, I guess that was it for him. That's weird. And he's like my age. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, um, I thought, I thought unforgiven is like, I would recommend unforgiven to, you know, because I think it's a, it, it plays on the Western kind of, uh, um, tropes, but I think what's original about it is that, you know, he's too old and he kind of recognizes that he's too old and he, and I think like John Wayne tried to do it with the shootist. I don't know if you ever saw the shootist. That was his final movie. Ron Howard's in it. And uh, Ron Howard's the young gunslinger. But I think that that movie wasn't nearly as good as. <clears throat> yeah. Unforgiven, Unforgiven won best picture. Yeah. I, I thought it was best director. And then Hackman won best supporting. It was great. Yeah, Hackman's always good. Hackman's good in everything. He really is. So, yeah, I would, I would recommend Unforgiven. And you're, and then if you're like, oh, I really want to see um, more Clint Eastwood, um, westerns, Pale Riders, great. Hang 'em High is great. High Plains Drifter is also that's got a little bit of the supernatural in it. Um. Uh, that's really, really good. So those are, those would be the ones that, uh, I would recommend the most. The outlaw Josie Wales gets a ton of, uh, press and I'm like, eh, it's okay. What pretty much everything you just named I've heard of. Yeah. Okay. Strong reputation. For sure. For sure. Pale Rider's terrific. Um, I mean, Eastwood made, uh, he made a ton of great westerns. Um, now another western that you said you saw was McCabe and Mrs. Miller. Oh yeah, I didn't even write that down on my notes today. That yeah. was because that's Robert an interesting Altman, choice. Yeah. Robert Altman and Beatty. Yeah, uh, Beatty, I think all time greatest beard. And then <laughs> he really does. And. Uh, just kind of surprises you too. Right? That's a really good movie. Yeah, it. Um, Altman says it's like his anti-Western film mm-hmm. because he really tries to, you know, take this, you know, all these Western genres that I named and then kind of go the other way. Um, but Julie Christie, I think, was nominated for Best Actress, but she didn't win. I love Julie Christie. Yeah, she's great. And it's also got William Devane, Shelley Duvall, Keith Carradine, Carradine, mm-hmm. and of course the uh, the immortal John Shuck. Yes, of Holmes and Yo-Yo fame. Yes, and Mash. He's a he was a uh, he was an Altman favorite. Yeah, I like John Shuck. I do too. He was, yeah, he was, he was on a lot of TV in the seventies. Yeah. It's interesting because it's, uh, you know, it's shot in the snow. So that's weird. Not, not like a Western, although hateful eight was also shot in the snow. Yeah. Um, and, uh, just the dialogues, you know, it's, it's a typical Altman movie where many characters speak 
simultaneously and sometimes they're whispering and they kind of yeah. bleed into others and you know it's so it's kind of like like the language is it's it's weird sometimes i have trouble with altman movies because i don't know what's going on half the time but that's kind of the point <clears throat> overlapping dialogue overlapping dialogue yeah yeah he's he has a high percentage for me, but there's a couple I'm like that. Like what? Like, huh? Yeah. Right. Like ready to wear. That was not a good one. Um, Gene Siskel, like in Ebert, both just like loved it. Ebert said it's like no other Western ever made. Yeah. And said Altman with this movie, Altman, takes his place as a master. Did they say anything about Warren Beatty's beard? Uh, I think when they say McCabe is an imaginative, imaginative triumph in a visible and technical sense, starting with Warren Beatty's beard. Yeah, there you go. That's um, also, uh, Pauline Kale, the New York Times says, it's a beautiful pipe dream of a movie, a fleeting, almost diaphanous. I don't even know what that word diaphanous. is. Diaphanous diaphanous vision mm -hmm. of what a beard might have been like what a beard <laughs> i'm sorry frontier life <laughs> starting with warren Beatty's beard and siskel gene siskel says brilliant film not because of the story but because of warren Beatty's beard there you go so they were um, with me on that yes yeah. um yeah that's a good one uh yeah, it's it's but super... that's one I didn't see on any list, Beef. Maybe one, maybe one list, maybe one list. Yeah. Now I feel like I want to watch that one again. I've seen it twice because the first time I was like, I don't see the big deal of this movie because yeah, it got like huge. It was critical, darling. Mm -hmm. Um. And um, but I was like, I don't get it. But then I was like, well, I've said a lot of dumb things before, so maybe I need to. <laughs> watch it again and uh liked it a lot more let me see if this is diaphanous or not i was like i was looking for the diaphany yeah and um oh well pauline kale the new yorker says it's diaphanous what does that word even mean i'm looking it up right now it means Trans deli delicate oh gotcha so it's a delicate movie delicate translucent it's a delicate vision, but but uh, Beatty's beard is almost certainly not diaphanous. <laughs> Hair suit. Let, let's talk about uh, Dances with Wolves. That's another Western. I wanna, have you seen it fairly recently? I saw it in the movie theater and loved it. I remember just thinking, this movie's great. And then I watched it again, maybe, maybe 10 years later. And I didn't like yeah. it as much. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Cause doesn't Mary McDonald play a native American. That's a problem. And I think she got nominated too. I think she did too. So I think people are having a hard time with that one. So it's kind of like this movie is not aged well. And especially yeah. now. Yeah. Probably. But that was also, I mean, and that's a problem with a lot of these um, 
and and a lot of movies really comment on you know on that fact that um you know that uh they they comment on you know the mistreatment of native americans and how um you know the injustices the horrific um you know things that happened to them out there and how they were pushed off their lands and victims of genocide and all that there are a lot of movies that comment on that um so um, no but there's just no representation there's no representation they have a white woman playing a native american that's, in the that's... star they'll 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 do like native american actors but they're always like in um you know supporting roles just to kind of make it look authentic but the good roles go to the white actors yes Mary McDonald plays stands with a fist. Right. Her name is Mary McDonald. <laughs> Correct. So. She should not have that role. Yeah. I mean, if it was 33 years ago, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to hold up in that, just in that respect. I mean, they did have Graham Greene in it and mm. Wes Studi, two kind of fairly famous Floyd actors. Floyd Red Crow Westerman. Now, they had a lot of... Uh, you know, Native American yeah, act. I guess he, I don't know if he couldn't find a female or what, but anyways, that's, that's why I was asking about it. I think I liked it when I first saw it, but I don't think I loved it. Charles Rocket's in it. I was going to say, you know, <laughs> the thing is, is that Charles Rocket, <laughs> his performance is unfairly maligned. And yeah. if anyone deserved Oscars, it should have been Charles Rocket. Charles Rocket. I call, <laughs> I call him Chuck Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call him Rock Rocket. Rock Rocket. Um, that sounds a little bit too much like Ron Ron, and it, I feel it's disrespectful. Rock Rock. <laughs> call yeah, him to, Rock Rock. To our intern. Yes. Okay. Sorry, Ron Ron. No disrespect yeah. needed mm-hmm. or intended. Um, let's talk about Silverado. That's a movie. You've uh, seen. Yeah. That, Silverado. Speaking of Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. That might be a better Kevin Costner. I think it is. I think he jumps off the screen on it. And he is, he's up with all these other really good actors too. Yeah. And I think that's a really entertaining one. And that's one you can watch multiple times. It's very, very rewatchable. That was, uh, so that movie stars, uh, Kevin Klein, Danny Glover, yeah. uh, all-star cast, Scott yes. Glenn, who's always yeah. great. Goldblum. Ultimate Goldblum. Dennehy, who's great in it. Dennehy is, Dennehy's great in everything. You got like a show, showdown at the end with him and Kevin Klein. If you need a and villain. Scott Glenn, I feel like that guy's looked the same forever. <laughs> like, I know. He was born looking like that. I know. Uh, Kasdan Lawrence Kasdan, who did the Big Chill, mm-hmm. so I think he did this, you know, at the height of his power, so he was able to get all the big stars. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know he um. And and really, yeah, a lot of people say that's the movie that made um. Uh, Costner's star. Roger Ebert said, Silverado is the work of Lawrence Kasdan, the man who wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
and it has some of the same reckless brilliance about it, yeah. which is a great, a great way to um, describe it. I think Siskel was like, eh, <laughs> awesome. Siskel was the B than that. Siskel was like, Meh. Yeah. the script would need a complete rewrite. I'm with I'm with Ebert on that for it to become more than just a small step in a full scale Western revival. So, uh, Cisco was less impressed, and Dave Kerr. Remember Dave Kerr? Isn't it Kerr? I, don't, I know. Is it Dave spelled, Kerr? Dave Kerr. Yeah, I think it's spelled K E H R, but you pronounce it Kerr. Dave Kerr. He was. He also wasn't so uh, high on uh, Silverado. Mm-hmm. But he wrote for the reader, and no one cares what. No, I like Dave Kerr. He I was real, he was a good writer. He was. Yeah. Um, what about what about uh? Now here you mentioned two movies that I've not seen. The first is Open Range. Yeah. Which somehow was under the radar, <laughs> and it's Costner and Annette Bening, I think. Yeah. And it just. Well, for whatever reason, didn't I think it did okay, but not as well as you would think it did. Right. And I'm trying to pull up some info on it. Oh, yeah, that came out a long time ago, 20 years ago. Diego Luna. Best known as Cassian Andor. Wow, he must have been super young now. He must have been a child in uh, open range. Yeah, he had to have been. But yeah, I remember I remember enjoying that one. I'll have to I'll have to check that out. I can't say I remember a lot of specifics about it, but I remember going to see being like, that was good. Why did nobody see this? Yeah. Dire- that was directed by Costner as well. Yeah. Let's um, see. And Duval as boss Spearman. I guess it did okay. It made sixty-eight million, and that was twenty years ago. So it did all right. Yeah, that's That'll uh, that'll get you. Uh, um, and I guess the reviews are pretty good, but I guess because maybe because Costner was so big, that sure. I thought it would have been bigger. Right. That's an all-star I cast. I, I probably, you know, that's probably better than Dances with Wolves too. Yeah, it's got a pretty decent Rotten Tomatoes score. Yeah, it does. And IMDb uh, gives it good ratings too. Yeah, give it a watch. Give it a watch. All right. So, did you ever Noah's see? a huge Kevin Costner fan. Uh, Brian Sadler loves him. Well, Costner, you've got to get him. It's sort of like um, he'd be a good topic for you. Costner would be a good topic. We could do a Costner podcast. Yeah. Um. So did you, I'm going to guess you never saw The Postman, which is no. like, enough. I had no desire. Yeah, that got horrendous reviews. Yeah, it kind of killed his career a little bit. Yeah. What about Wyatt Earp? Did you ever see Wyatt Earp? No, Costner. but I heard that's good. Costner's, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and did you ever see Tombstone? I have not, even though I feel like everyone I know has. <laughs> And you guys are always quoting it. Uh, that is a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. Um, Russell with his mustache. He's in charge. First of all, this cast, the cast 
of um, Tombstone is top-notch. Absolutely top-notch. It has Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, Powers Booth, Michael Bean, Charlton Heston, Thomas Hayden Church, Jason Priestley, Michael Rooker, and Dana Delaney. I mean, that is one heck yeah. of a cast. Yeah. I forgot about all those. I think Bill Kilmer got, I remember him getting a lot of praise for that one. Kilmer's terrific. He's Doc Holliday and he's battling tuberculosis, but he's the best yeah. gunfighter. And, and he's a cold blooded killer. And Kurt Russell's Wyatt Earp. And Tombstone is much better than Wyatt Earp. And because Russell knows he shouldn't be friends with a guy like Val, Val Kilmer. And, mm-hmm. Can't help it. He's just so lovable. And then Sam Elliott and Bill Paxton play Kurt Russell's brothers, mm-hmm. the Earp brothers. Um, yeah, it's 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 really good. And then uh, they have to go fight uh, the Clanton brothers and evil Curly Bill. And that's of course Curly Bill is played by Powers Booth, who's yeah. the finest. No better choice. <laughs> Powers Booth. Love Powers Booth. Um, so t- I would put to I wouldn't put Tombstone as a top ten, but it's super entertaining. I think you're gonna yell that for that. Yeah, you're. You, they'll, they're gonna come down on you for um, for not seeing. Uh, no, they're gonna yell at you for not because they're in a top ten. Oh, for and not including Tombstone. We're both, we're both gonna get yelled at for this. We're both one. getting yelled at. Well, I'm correct. <laughs> for not including it all time top 10 westerns but um it's definitely top 20 there's there's ones that are better my opinion mm-hmm. just my opinion what about um the other uh western that you saw i haven't seen oh lone star yeah that's kind of like mccabe and mrs miller i watched that because i really like john sales I love John Sayles. Oh, I try to see I try to see all of his movies. And that's got a pretty good cast too. Yeah, I gotta review it again. It's got Chris Cooper and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chris Cooper's really good in it. And my nemesis, Francis McDormand. <laughs> you got a lot to make up to both Francis and Denzel Beef. I'll have to uh, write to Francis and be like, oh, I, oh, I, hey, now it's coming back to me a little bit. I plan to see Elizabeth Pena. Elizabeth Pena, who remember we talked about Jacob's Ladder a couple weeks ago. I really like her. She's in Jacob's Ladder also. Yeah. She's really good in Lone Star. And then Chris Christopherson. And Sales, he's his movies are usually fairly literary. Oh, yeah, Christopherson. He's a good actor too. Christopherson, somebody probably should have done more movies. Um, Every time he's in a movie, he's super interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot what I was going to say. Lone Star. Sales just wrote a book. Now he writes books. It makes sense for the type of director he is. I like John Sales movies. They always have strong scripts and everything. 
Yeah, I think you would. I think you'd like Lone Star. I mean, McConaughey, early McConaughey. I was gonna say McConaughey must be like twelve years old in this movie. <laughs> Same with Diego Luna. Who's twenty uh, something? What was it? Ninety six. Yeah, I love uh, the tagline yeah. here. It says John Sales invites you to return to the scene of the crime. Yeah. I love Chris yeah. Cooper too. Chris Cooper is always good. Um, what other John Sales? He did what other John Sales movies? He did uh, Eight Men Out. Eight Men Out, which I love. Great movie. Return the Howling, the Caucus Seven, which is similar to the Big Chill. Yep. And let me pull some up. I'm he hasn't made right. one in a while. No. Limbo, Limbo, which <laughs> Limbo. I don't know if anybody will ever see it, but it has a very, that. very open-ended ending, and there are people gasping. Really? Uh, yeah. Sunshine State, Edie, Edie Falco, isn't that one? Mm. And Maytuan, which is really good. Yeah, I was looking at that, so I, I'm definitely not seen that. Maytuan, you would, yeah. I would recommend that one, probably out of all these. That's the best one? Yeah, because you're, I mean, Eight Men Out, I, I would have if you hadn't seen that, because it's a baseball movie, and it's really mm-hmm. good. What about Maybe Passion that. Fish? You ever see? I never I saw see, Passion I didn't Fish. See Passion Fish. I didn't see but, it either. Yeah. He also is the director of your all-time favorite music video, and that's Bruce Springsteen's Glory Days. Um, directed you know, by John Sales. We don't that's talk weird. about that. We don't talk about that. Everyone's allowed to have missteps, I suppose. Passion Fish stars uh, your your our pal Mary McDonald as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He kind of he he stopped directing in 2013, but I don't think his movies ever made a lot of money or anything. Sure. I mean, Eight Men Eight Men Out probably did okay. Um, did you um. Did you see Sunshine State? I never did. Yeah, Sunshine State. That's Edie Falco. That that's one's the Edie Falco one. That's pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, Maytuan and Lone Star. Those are the two to see. Those Limbo. Christopherson's in Limbo. He's. He, a... I think he he might have. Uh, I think he has David Strathairn in some of his movies. Yeah, he's in Limbo, and he's a really good actor. Love David uh, Strathairn. He's an underappreciated one. Agreed. He gets. Sales gets good actors in us. You're going to get good acting and good writing in all those movies. I agree. I mean, if he might be a little dry at points. So be awake if you're. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay attention and yeah. get plenty of rest and yeah. just make sure that. Um, Chris Christopherson was also in uh, Heaven's Gate. Yeah. And um, the other movie, did you ever, oh, I'm sure you haven't seen it, but he was also in Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, which, you know, I thought that movie was going to be a lot better than it was because it was directed by 
Sam Peckinpah, who directed one of my very favorite Westerns. And, um, and it's got, uh, Chris Christopherson is one of the stars of it. And Christopherson's great. It also has Bob Dylan in it, who cannot act his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> um, but uh, every time I'm like, time, I know it is, I'm off the subject again, but John Sales, I want to see Silver City now because it's Chris Cooper playing a bumbling politician. Love Chris Cooper. Need to watch that one. Chris Cooper is like, he's a guy that would make a great Western villain, you know, because mm-hmm. he's got that look. Chris Cooper can be a great villain. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's good as anything, I think. He is. He can he play. Is. He's he's one of the rare people. He can play good guy. He can play the yep. villain. He can play yep. an eccentric. Mm-hmm. He's just a really good actor. He really is. Yeah, not to uh, not to pigeonhole him. Mm-hmm. Um. So I so would, you would not call yourself a fan of westerns. I don't. I don't know if I could say that. I just. You know what I was thinking about today? So when I was growing up, my dad loved Westerns, but, you know, he's watching them on TV. Yeah. And it's your dad. And, you know, I'm like eight or nine. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, it's another Western. So I thought maybe I just thought it was, that's something adults watch. Right, right. And I don't think, I mean, I think in the 80s when they tried to revive the Western with Silverado, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. But I never really pursued them for whatever reason. But right. I, I can't say I don't like them. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mind watching some. We'll we'll get to that in a couple minutes, I think, right? You're going to give me these movies to see. Absolutely. Can I just quickly... <laughs> my list is really small. Yeah. And some of these, I'm like, is that really a Western? Sort of. So one that this is also his eighties. Young Guns, I saw. Young Guns, yes. Young Guns was the first one with the Spirit Horse, or was the second one? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I saw both of them, and I remember laughing at the Spirit Horse, <laughs> but they were entertaining. It's like Estevez and Lou Diamond Phillips, and absolutely, Jane and. Bon Jovi was. In it's the it's uh one. yeah it's the Brat Pack that yeah, makes a, decides we're gonna make a western. I remember him being entertaining. Yeah. Uh, think I saw a list that said Legends of the Fall as a western. Yeah, I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, and that's not a good movie, anyways. That's another movie I was laughing at because I think Anthony Hopkins' character is supposed to have had a stroke or something. Yeah. And I like Anthony Hopkins, but in this movie, he is so over the top. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't buy any of this for a minute. Right. Uh, the Coen Brothers True Grit, which we talked about briefly. I thought it was just okay. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Blazing Saddles, which is a comedy Western. I mean, that's a great movie. Yeah. And, and sadly, Timeless. Yeah. Um, if you watch it because of its, you know, the social issues that it takes on, yeah, um, head on, I, I, you know, it's more of a movie about that than it is a West, you know, a, a you know, a spinoff of a Western. 
Mm-hmm. Here's another one. Uh, three Amigos. <laughs> yeah, how many Westerns? <laughs> Hell and Great. High Water, which I think we you mentioned, but we didn't really talk about. I think that's a good movie. Yeah. It feels more contemporary, though, than a Western to me. But Chris Pine, Bridges. I want to see Foster, that. It's a good I, movie. I yeah. really want to see that. I watched it because in the past decade almost, I think I try to watch every Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. And that one got nominated for stuff. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. I really eight, eight seconds with Luke Perry. <laughs> That's not a Western. That's Luke Perry being a rodeo star. Yeah, it's a, decent, I, it's a decent movie, but it's not a Western. I I don't consider that a Western. City Slickers, another comedy Western. Yeah, no. Apple Dumpling Gang, comedy <laughs> Western. A classic. Which I saw when I was six, probably. I saw that too. Back to the Future 3, that's not a Western. I mean, like, they call it. A, right, right, right. And then Maverick. Did you see Maverick? I did. And I just thought that was okay. Even though exactly. Garner and Mel- Jody Foster. Mel Gibson. But it felt kind of, there's something boring about it. Like they they really missed the boat on that one with that cast. Yeah, it was a little kind of made for, kind of, it got had a little made for TV kind of. Yeah. Um, there's, the, yeah. They, whoever wrote the script, that was the failure there. Right. And, but that's, that's it, Beef. I've seen like nothing. I mean, that's a lot of West. That's a lot of West. Did you ever see 310 to Yuma? No. Uh, with Russell Crowe? Did you ever see um, The Quick and the Dead with Sharon Stone? No. And, uh, that didn't get very good reviews, though. That might have yeah. been why I didn't watch that one. Quick and the Dead, yeah, not so good. That was DiCaprio, too, right? Yeah. Um. What about uh, the Wild Wild West with Will Smith? No, I'm joking about <laughs> that. Another one that got trashed. Terrible reviews. Yeah. Uh, um, why don't you give me the ten? The ten movies that I think uh, should be seen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I will start with. So we did the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I just think, you know, I just think you would love it. It's just, it's got great gunfights. Um, Lee Van Cleef is terrific. You might get a little annoyed by Eli Wallach. Um, Eli Wallach of Mr. Freeze fame? Yes. Um, But Eli Wallach's a little manic in this. Um, But... Uh, I like it because the three of them like have like kind of shifting alliances and they, you know, just play off each other. And Who's the third? It's Lee Van Cleef. Lee Van Who's Cleef Cle- Eastwood is Eastwood, Lee Van Cleef and Eli Wallach. Yeah. Those are the three. Yeah. And they're tra- that one I'd have to give a try. That's, that's considered a classic. So. And they're trying to find a legendary treasure. And so there's lots of double crossing and gunfights. Maybe and- I'll, I'll watch it after I've seen every plan of the apes moving in. We've really got to work on that for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's definitely one to see. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah, I should see that too. That's, I mean, that's. I really like Paul Newman. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen a ton of Paul Newman, but like a few years ago, I think I finally saw Cool Hand Luke. And I'm like, yeah, Paul Newman. Yeah. I get it. And the the verdict. and, And I'm like, I should see more Paul Newman movies. He's terrific in this. And the thing that's really good, and you see it later in, have you seen The Sting? I didn't like The Sting. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, then I wonder if you'll like, because they. I thought that the, the chemistry between Newman and Redford is really... I don't remember why I didn't like The Sting, but something about it just didn't do it for me. Pretty natural. And I like Redford, too. I've seen Redford in a few things. Um. Have you seen is Hod? That's a western, right? Great. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I saw that in a couple lists. Great Newman. Mm-hmm. That's great, Paul Newman. Yeah. Hud is terrific. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, another movie that is on every list that, um, if you haven't seen it, you should because it plays with a lot of them of conventions, and that's the Wild Bunch. And that's with William Holden, Ernest Borgnine, um, Warren Oates, who's in a lot of the Peck and Paw movies. He's great. Um, Gutless Punk. That's what I think of <laughs> Warren Oates. With Warren Oates, yeah. He's here, he's drunken sot. <laughs> uh, he's a drunken whoremonger. I'm, I'm in for that one, too. That sounds yeah. like a good, good cast. And it's also, oh, it's great cast. And um, I'm, I'm trying to think of his name. He's kind of the hapless uh, good guy that chases him down. But um, it's really good because there's a lot of blood. And which was a lot of people weren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. And so they couldn't believe. But Peckinpah was like, yeah, when you watch these shoot them up, people get shot. There's like. You know, there's a cost there. People, <laughs> you know, the people get shot. It's bloody, and you're going you're gonna see it. Um, it's really, yeah, really. You said Peckinpah, right? Yeah, Sam Peckinpah yeah, famous, famous for that. Terrific. That's I to me the Wild Bunch is his. I think that's his best movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to go in order here. Um, another, I think the one that comes oh, next. Peckinpah did Straw Dogs. That's a good movie. Yeah, he also did Ride the High Country. That one, a, that's a disturbing movie, Straw Dogs. Oh, yeah. It's scary, too. Very scary. Um, a movie that is really good is called One-Eyed Jacks. And that's with Marlon Brando and Carl Malden. And it's the only movie that Brando ever directed. Really? Yeah. Really good. Um, and it's Carl Malden is evil. Just an evil dude. Evil Malden, wow. Which is, uh, which is also um, new. And uh, yeah, Brando does a great job directing. And uh, it's really worth, uh, it's really worth seeing. Supposedly, Hackenpaw uh, uh, directed Julian Lennon videos. Yeah, Peckinpah, I mean... Too late for goodbyes and Velocke. Yeah. 
Peck and Pa needed work in the eighties. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't nice. Like, songs. I like. I like Julian Lennon. He had a lot of uh, he had a lot of bombs in the seventies. So by the eighties, yeah. he's like, I'll I'll take anything I got. You want me to make this Julian Lennon? Bit? I love it. Love it. I'll make it. Uh, Real Bravo. Did you ever see Real Bravo? Wow. That's with. Now we're getting into the John Wayne stuff. Yeah. Um, and I didn't put in True Grit or I mean he's made like eighty thousand westerns, so I'm trying to pick his best, but. Yeah. Real Bravos with Dean Martin and Ricky Nelson. Wow. Um, Did Ricky really Nelson ever act in anything else? Well, he was in Ozzy and Harriet, but he was a child actor. By any other movie? Or? Uh, I'm sure he had a few, but this Real Bravo is his most mm-hmm. famous. Yeah. Um, the Searchers. The Searchers is super famous. Yeah. Um, You're not naming anything. Every every one of these that I've heard of. Yeah. yeah. Now that talk about um, talk about uh, problematic portrayals of uh, Native Americans. Um, you know that's uh, you know you got to you got to get past that with uh, um, you know with this movie because he um. You know, it's interesting because John Wayne, they're they're showing him as like, he's not a nice guy. In fact, he's a terrible person. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to find his niece, Natalie Wood, who's been abducted. Oh, wow. Natalie Wood, too. Yeah. And um, you don't see her a lot in this. Um, But it's, it's interesting in just how it plays with morality and vengeance and... Um, and really just a guy who pushes himself to the limits and others. Um, he's, and you know, if it comes to, if push comes to shove, he's going to shoot you in the head. (laughs) So, so he's not, you know, John Wayne is the guy with the white hat who's coming to save the day. He's kind of villainous. So it's an interesting role for him to play. You, you're rooting for him, but you're also like, you are evil. I think that's part of the, and then John Ford is the director and John Ford. We'll get to John Ford in a second. He's kind of invented a lot of these Western tropes that everyone takes for granted, mm-hmm. um, but we'll get to him in a second, but the searchers is, is pretty complex. Um, all right, real quick. Uh, Shane uh, is really good. The ending is tremendous. That one, when did that come out? That's pretty old, right? It's pretty old. That's 53. 53, yeah. The Searchers is 56. And Real Bravo is 59. And One-Eyed Jacks is 61. 1961. Um, Shane, I mean, Alan Ladd, uh, who made a lot of really good noir movies, uh, and Jack Palance is the evil... Palance is great. He's mm-hmm. like super terrifying. Yeah. And uh and the ending is super it's very very heartbreaking. It's famous. The ending is famous. Um really gets you. It's the one of the few movies that you're just like, oh, you know, you kind of like um you know, it's a little uh leaves you uh 
tug at the heartstrings a little bit, but in yeah. a like terrible, sad way. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron Ron is coming in to give you a hug, B. Thanks, Ron Ron. Mm-hmm. There it is. Uh, That's a warm one, Ron Ron. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ron Ron. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Yeah. All right. Last three. Uh, <laughs> high noon. Um, Gary Cooper and young Lloyd Bridges. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Bridges is great in high noon. Mm-hmm. Um, when, uh, <laughs> when Gary Cooper gets into a fight with Lloyd Bridges, you're like under no circumstances could Gary Cooper even lay a finger on Lloyd Bridges <laughs> and Lloyd Bridges would beat the, you know what, out of, <laughs> out of, uh, Gary Cooper, but still awesome. And the payoff is great. Great. Um, last two red river, John Wayne again is a jag off. He's the, he uh, spent 14 years building up this huge cattle and he's going to drive it. John Wayne played jerk a lot in Westerns. No, not always. Sometimes usually he was a sheriff. So I think these movies are, and I'll get to the, um, the, the first one to see, um where he is the good guy he is the you know the but even then he's not so much because well i'll get to it and that's stagecoach stagecoach Mm -hmm. is 1939 so it's the same year that gone with the wind and the wizard of oz came out Mm -hmm. you have stagecoach and basically stagecoach it's it's like it's the western it's kind of like the blueprint it's like Um, it's like uh, the Elvis Presley of, of Western movies. So every Western that came after Stagecoach is basically a remake of the same themes. That, right? You know, it's a Stagecoach. It's under attack by a marauding band of Apaches. Um, the people inside are, um, you know, they they it's a fish out of water. So the upstanding wealthy citizens are shown to be morally bankrupt. The pariahs of society become the heroes and the whole um, showdown scene at the end is um, basically they've been remaking it ever since, but it's that showdown scene and it's really great. Mm -hmm. And it's the movie that made John Wayne a star. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a, he was a nobody um, before stagecoach. Mm-hmm. Um, and it absolutely holds up because it's an action movie. And the and when you're watching these stunts, <laughs> there's absolutely no CGI whatsoever. Yeah. So yeah. all those stunts, you're like, holy god, <laughs> Jesus Christ! How fast are these guys going? Yeah. Um, definitely worth it to see that. And Red River, just go back to Red River. John Wayne, he's a He's the worst. Um, Montgomery Clift is great in that movie. You, you're like Montgomery Clift is a good looking guy, um, and uh, and a heck of an actor. Um, so Red River is well worth seeing. So those are the ten westerns that I would recommend. Run through them real quick. Just list them again, real quick. Okay. So Stagecoach. Then Red River, then High Noon, then Shane, 
then the searchers, then one-eyed jacks, then, and I'm just going in order. That's all chronological order. That's yeah, so yeah. One-eyed jacks, yeah. Sixty-one. Good, the bad, and the ugly. Clint, that's sixty-six. Mm-hmm. Wild bunch. That's sixty-nine. And so is Butch casting the Sundance Kid. So that's interesting that they're like side by side. To me, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Eastwood films of the seventies. HUD, which you mentioned, great movie. That's sixty-two, I think. Yeah. Patricia Neal. <laughs> Patricia Neal and HUD is. Good Lord. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Ron Ron is bringing in a fan for you. Uh, now, Ron Ron, I need a, uh, yeah, I need a, I, I do need a cold. Ron Ron drink. is on the spot as usual. Jesus Christ, Patricia Neal. Ron um, Ron, Franklin Sampson and Morgue. Yes. Every day I wake up with no stress because I know I have those three in my life. It's good to have protection and uh service efficiency <laughs> efficiency i don't think any of them those three sleep either they're round the clock especially morgue i think franklin oh. sampson sleeps like a baby <laughs> but ron ron and morgue are constantly constantly on the case all right let me ask you this how did you start watching all these westerns did you Here's how. watch them or a little bit. And my, my parents would watch them a little bit. Um, but when I, uh, would listen to, um, guys like Oaken and Nick and some of the other, th- um, uh, theater guys talk about the wild bunch. Like you gotta see the wild bunch. Wild bunch is the best. Uh, and it was right around the time that Netflix was starting to become popular. And you could, it was when it, it was before streaming. Yeah. They, when had they the could whole send thing. you the DVDs. They send you the DVDs. Right. And so, and, and it was on the list and you had your queue. Remember the queues? I didn't, I didn't use it. I used to just go to Blockbuster. Um, I said goodbye to Blockbuster forever and, Signed right up for Netflix. And so I was the Thank guy. Thank you getting... for making Blockbuster go out of business, B. You know, they could have done it and they could have done that. And they were like, we don't need to. We have 8 million stores. People don't want to like, you know, that's that'll never work, Netflix. You know, you know, it was a great video store when I lived at Cumberland and Foster. There was one right by our apartment. Yeah. And it had like all those great 70s movies. There was so few. I did a, a big 70s binge back then. And they had pretty much everything I wanted. Which I like too, because I like those. There was a Dark Star video. And that was run by a guy, Mike Edwards, who was a Columbia College guy. And he was a factory. He That was awesome because he would tell you what to watch. You'd walk mm-hmm. in there and he, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, watch this movie. It's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's it that's a shame because those are no longer. Yeah, you don't have somebody. Well, I never really did that. You know me, Beef. I don't listen to people. So this is true. I've been telling you. <laughs> I like to just have decide on my own. <laughs> don't give me a suggestion. Thank you. There, there's another video store that was across the street from where your birthday parties used to be on Chicago Avenue there. <laughs> 
Oh um, yeah, yeah. It, uh, what's the name of the place? Uh, I forget the I forget the name of that. Working today, but it was across the street in that area because mm-hmm. I used to live on wood in Chicago years mm-hmm. ago when yeah. I first got married, and there was a great video store. Same thing. Yep. But with Netflix, so I was like, the first I was like, I got this subscription. I'm gonna watch the Wild Bunch. And then I was doing my cue and I was like, I could watch every, it was like a new world was open to me. I was like, I could watch every Western ever made. And I would organize my cue um, when I would learn about, you know, this Western or that Western, but it was all like watching a movie and then sending it in and getting, and, and then I started getting into Westerns. So, but that was through, cause I was like, wow. I could do a complete deep dive on yeah. the history of this genre and Netflix is going to help me. And it really got me into movies and learning about that whole thing. But it was really because of the freedom of, of Netflix and that whole, like the incredible selection that they, you know, that they got. Um, and that is how. Yeah. I, I definitely want to watch some of these. Yeah. I think if, if you start with either Butch Cassidy or the wild bunch, because then you can go forward or backwards from, you know, because that's like 50 years ago. And so you can move forward chronologically and see how it's changed. It hasn't really changed all that much. And in fact, a lot of people said wild bunch was really the end of Westerns. And really what was the nail in the coffin was of course, it's always a satire. And that's Blazing Saddles. Yeah. When Blazing Saddles came out there, I was like, all right, well, we can't make Westerns anymore because Mel Brooks just. Well, Kevin Costner, he tried to bring him back. single-handedly, And he did a little bit. He really did. He did because he danced with wolves was huge. Huge. Um, And even just on TV, what's the show he's on? Yellowstone. I mean, that seems like a Western TV show. It does. I mean, I think, they're never going to completely die. And Bridges, I mean, Bridges did True Grit and Bridges. Hell High Water. Yep. So they're never going to die. It's just, they're just going to be kind of an ebb and flow kind of thing. Right. Because I don't think it's the type of genre that people want like five Westerns out every year. And but if it's a really big actor, they'll probably mm-hmm. go see it. And there's more room for it. I mean, someone is going to make and someone should make a great Western from the Comanche point of view or the Apache point of view. It wouldn't be, and, it wouldn't. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. And, and someone's going to tell that story from that point of view. And I'll, there's going to, you know, there's going to be like five, 10 great movies that come out of that or could be. That wouldn't be a bad idea for a cable channel. Mm-hmm. Westerns mm-hmm. where you show the old ones and you, give people money to make new ones. Right. I think that would, that would do well. I think so too. With that kind of focus, like the people that really like them, they'd be in on that. Absolutely. So I'm going to run it by Regency tomorrow. Let me know if you need my help. Um, uh, seem to be hesitating there. <laughs> um, searching for an excuse. Oh, I'll, uh, I'll let you know after I talk to your brother. <laughs> I know this is doomed. You just brought Matt into it. <laughs> Once again, I am cut out. I am the Roman Roy 
uh, of uh, jag bags. Well, this is right. good, Beans. I enjoyed hearing you talk about all these. Yeah, I want to hear you. Uh, what you think of? I'm gonna honestly. Planet of the Apes is going to be my focus for a little bit, but then maybe Westerns will be next. I know, and Planet of the Apes, because I think that came around around the same time as um, Butch Cassidy or The Wild Bunch. I think that's all. I, th- I think the first Planet of the Apes was what, 67? The Charlton Heston one? 67 or 68? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to get deep into them though soon. Yeah, it's around that same and I'm time. I'm pretty sure you know. I've seen all of them. Planet Watch of the Apes. them. It was that three, it was like, I think they're on it either. I think it was three o'clock, like three to four 30 was always a TV movie. And I'd watch them after school. And I'm pretty sure I saw all the Planet of the Apes. Watched <laughs> you a wonder- lot of Planet of the Apes and a lot of Marx Brothers. They used to have like Marx Brothers weeks on channel nine. There's a good podcast topic, the Marx Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Me and, me and Ernie both love the Marx Brothers. I do too. That was one of the things that, uh, cemented our friendship with our love of the Marx Brothers. And the kids love the Marx Brothers. My two kids loved the Marx Brothers. They're so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> just think of stuff. I just start laughing. Yeah. Like the scene where they're on the ship and there's a million people in there. <laughs> and the two hard-boiled eggs. Uh-uh. And the day at the races when they're dragging the entire racetrack. I like hurt myself laughing at some of that stuff. Very, very funny. Yeah. Um, well, I'd be curious to, and if you're wondering why we're talking about Planet of the Apes is because in August, I think we're going to have Scott Oaken and Morgan Geyer, our friends yeah. back on. That's going to be a fun one. And it's going to be a deep dive yeah. on all the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah. Uh, all things. So look for that. Yeah. Oh, Cat Baloo. Speaking of Morgan, I need he's gonna to be mad Cat. that I left off Cat Baloo. I need to watch Cat Baloo too. It's okay. I gotta pick one, Beef. I gotta go. All right, which one do I really, really want to see? Cat Baloo is sixty-five. Kind of leaning towards HUD. HUD's great. I know that wasn't technically on your list, but you said it was great. HUD's great. And. Patricia O'Neill's attorneys just contacted me, so need to watch that. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you some pictures of Patricia Neal from HUD. <laughs> oh, Patricia Neal? I think I yeah, said just O'Neill. Neal. I said yeah, O'Neill. N-E-A-L. Patricia yeah. Neal. Yeah. Man. Just because Newman, I, I think I want to watch more Newman. He's great. He is great. But again, um, everything you said, except for One-Eyed Jacks, which I'd heard of, but the other nine I think you picked are all like these classics. Yeah, those are all classics. That I've heard about forever. I've just never watched them. And it wasn't like I was resistant to them. Right. I just got to sit down one day and start watching some. Now I want to watch... Um, now I want to watch HUD uh, again. By the way, uh, Patricia Neal won Best Actress. For her for performance HUD. in HUD. Yeah. Was that when you were in the time machine? And you influenced everyone? Yeah. It was in with your time. money from Regency's friend? Yes. What year was that? 63. Oh, that was the podcast we abandoned because you talked about her the whole time. <laughs> we'll have to do that again. 
the director of that movie is Martin Ritt, who also made uh, Hombre, which is really great. And but it could net you can't watch it today. That's also Paul Newman, but he plays a Native American. Duh. So what what's Oaken's favorite Western? Did you, is it Wild Bunch? I'm sure of it. Yeah. Like every all those guys like Wild Bunch. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I gotta, you know. I'm maybe all, I'll just call call in sick for a year. There you go. And just catch up on all the movies. Watch stuff, read stuff. I know I'm so confident that you will like the wild bunch. I'm very confident. You know what? Do me a favor and text me those movies. Okay. So okay. I have them. And then as I watch them, we'll just add that to our recaps. There you go. I mean, who knows when it'll happen, but I'll, I'll try. I'll try to start watching some of them. Okay. This was a good. This was good. This was good. Look at that. Yeah. B taught me something. I of miracles. <laughs> the 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 <laughs> wonders never cease. Two dumb guys learning from each other. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm going to say <laughs> thanks for uh listening to our podcast. We uh <laughs> <laughs> we are available. Steve is in shock media. because I insulted myself along with him. He's not used that to that. That is a first. <laughs> I'm used to the slings and arrows <laughs> that go my way. But rarely is it turned, does he turn the weapons on himself? Um, I uh, We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. So drop us a line. If you have some more topics that or good Westerns that Len or I should see, let yeah, us know. Yeah. Definitely. We'll watch them and provide our reviews. Um, and so, and if we pick one of your uh, topics or movies, we will send you a Jag Bags t-shirt. Wow. Sought after on the black market and at the Met Galas, AOC showed up in her Jag Bags t-shirt. Don't you want to be like AOC? Um, or other, oh. yep, showed up in her Jag Bags t-shirt. So, uh there's some incentive for you. Also, subscribe to us. We are available on pretty much every reputable podcasting platform. If you Google Jagbags Podcast, we pop right up. So click that subscribe button for hilarious, insightful, educational content twice a week. When you're ready to listen, put a little Jagbags in your ear. <laughs>